Hello everyone. I hope you're having a great week so far. I know it's Thanksgiving week. I hope you're all keeping safe, you know, close with family and doing whatever you need to do to take care of um, business this week. Today I'm really excited because I am talking to my really good friend Erica. We've known each other since, man, the beginning of high school when we used to sing in like a, a all-girls show choir called Spotlight Ladies. <laughs> so I'm going to talk to her about her journey and everything, how um, she became basically this self-pleasure shaman and spiral practitioner. So I'm going to let her take over and introduce herself and everything what she's about. Hey, Erica, how are you doing? I am doing well, <laughs> and I'm so excited. I mean, I've done so many podcasts, but I feel like this one is very special because <laughs> you've seen me in the shit. You've seen me in my own hero's journey, so I'm excited to have this conversation with you mm-hmm. and, and let other people be a fly on the wall. Yeah, I love it. Um, so I'm like, should we tell them a little bit of how high school went, how you were before, where you started in high school, how were you growing up, you know, um, what were you like? <laughs> so when you met me, I was extremely shy um, and nothing's changed. Like, I'm not going to lie and say that everything's different. I still have my introvert personality. Mm-hmm. However, I listen to the beat of my own drum. So when you met me, I had these two other friends and they were always like, you know, I was a follower. I didn't have, you know, my own values. I was just like, okay, I'm going to just follow the herd. And then that's, that was my life. But I wasn't really happy. Um, I was just focused on, you know, trying to fit in, trying to be like other people. And I didn't know who I was. And I think most people in high school really don't know who they are. And as we get older, we still live into our high school identity. And I feel like I kind of completely 180'd my life where I talk openly about sexuality, talk openly about my life. And now I'm an entrepreneur. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so proud of you and like everything you're doing right now. And so like as you know, from high school on or high school until you found like what your specialty was and what really impacted you to go that route. Yes. um, I mean, there's there's always going to be characters on our journey. I mean, Mm -hmm. you were one of them and (laughs) Of course, like your viewers, or sorry, your audience probably doesn't know this, but I was a dominatrix when you met me. Mm-hmm. And this is a big part of my journey, and this is a big reason why we became really good friends. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had a lot of shame and guilt because of, you know, what my high school friends would think. I was so focused on if they only knew I am gonna lose all my friends. However, that is a story I told myself. Mm -hmm. And I think I remember telling you, you're like, that is so awesome. You need to meet my other friends. They're gonna love it. And I said, what are you talking about? Can you explain real quick what a dominatrix does for those who have no idea? (laughs) Well, a dominatrix, well, there's different types of dominatrix. Um, So there is BDSM, bondage, discipline, sadomasochist, control, and anyways, it's, it's basically, you know, in my experience, um, we have, you've 
most people have probably seen the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, where、mm-hmm. there is a guy who has a red room, and then he has a woman who is a submissive. So most of the stereotype is thinking that a dominatrix or a, a master or someone in BDSM has to be a man, but a dominatrix can actually be a woman as well, and she'll work in a dungeon and、um, she'll she'll basically. Be the person that disciplines her submissive, that、um, you know, gives him this experience of taboo, of kink, of really experiencing the dark side. And so, I can definitely like dive in deep a little bit about that story <laughs> and what got me from, yeah, you know, a really shy, cute、yes. girl, high school, super awkward to like a dominatrix and now a self pleasure shaman. Yeah, how did you get into that? I mean, from shy girl all the way to becoming a dominatrix—that's a huge like 180. Yes, and the the interesting thing is, we all hear that the myth that you know, watch out for the quiet ones, watch out for the quiet ones, and it's true. <laughs> so it's interesting because, ironically, I was in high school singing, except I still didn't feel like I belonged. I was still singing music, but it was like other people, or I was, you know,、um, moving to the sound of other people's drums. And there was a part in my path where I was doing all the right things. I graduated from college. I had a, you know, job as a preschool teacher, but I still didn't feel fully myself. And I mean, even before I became a dominatrix, I dived into the erotic industry. You know, everything from sensual, full body massages to tantra,、mm-hmm. and I found an ad about a dominatrix, technically a secretary. <clears throat> and I recall watching the movie The Secretary、um, about a woman who basically becomes a secretary and becomes,、um, you know, like spanked by her boss.、Oh, wow. um, And so for me, it wasn't technically the spanking part. It was、um, the psychology that interested me. It was like, how do you get people to like, you know, obey you in a way that it's erotic, it's sensual, and it's、um, taboo. So, anyways, I dived into this industry because of curiosity. Because、yeah. I think I was so used to being the good girl. That I said I'm. I've done all the right things、mm-hmm. all my life, from high school to college. I did everything. I filled in all the boxes, and there was a point where I was like, I'm tired of being、mm-hmm. normal, of being cookie cutter. And yeah, I I became a dominatrix where I saw CEOs, celebrities. I saw all types of men.、Um, and at the same time, it was great because I learned a lot about. How to listen? How to、um, how to become this archetype? How to become powerful? There's something so powerful about having a man kneel in front of you, and then he listens to every word, every command that you say.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I had the high heels and I wore the costume and I was in this dungeon and I had opera music in the background, it brought up this. This idea, like, wow, I have all the power. Yeah,、right? wow. And and so when I had that experience, it was fun, but then there was also the dark side of the dominatrix, and that's、mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I transitioned out of that. And the good, 
the good news is I discovered a sex positive community yeah. that taught me like the ethics of BDSM, the ethics of doing it in a way that makes you feel good about yourself, mm-hmm. about your sexuality. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely love that you allowed yourself to be curious, you know, even though you're a really shy girl and you know, things were changing and you you actually recognized that you wanted to do more and you opened that part of you to move forward because most girls, like even listening now, those maybe who might, might be in high school in their early 20s, very introverted, very shy, a little bit have this fear to move forward and try to open up that part of them, but you did that and that it's, you know, it's possible to do those things. Yeah, when, you know, we talk about the high school girl and mm-hmm. this shy girl, we have to really look at that as this is just my belief system because I am labeled as shy. I still get quiet in large settings. I definitely have a a theory that shyness relates to our sexuality. And the reason why it's tied to our sexuality is because, um, you know, we grow up with so many myths like, you know, be quiet, be the good girl. This is what you say, don't say this. Um, you know, you want to have, be clean. Don't be a dirty girl. We have all these Mm -hmm. rules like close your legs. I grew up Catholic. (laughs) I grew up, you know, being told save your, save yourself for until marriage. And, you know, good girls, um, wait until they get married. And if you're a good girl, then this is how it's going to be like. And even before I started getting into, you know, like, training my mind about sexuality I I have a memory that I had my first orgasm at six years young where I discovered my pleasure with the water faucet Mm -hmm. and I was very like sensual as a child I was very confident until um you know I actually got sexually abused by my stepfather for several years and after that I definitely feel like something shifted mentally where I got really quiet where I was told you know to be quiet so I I don't know where this comes from but I definitely have a theory that that shyness comes from our childhood Mm -hmm. it comes from you know the the myths and ideas that we're taught that we're not enough or we have to do more to prove ourselves and so yes I'm actually currently working through the shyness piece by doing mm-hmm. podcasts by doing videos by by sharing my story and what the more that you express your sexuality you are more free you yeah. start to like really own your voice you start to like really feel more empowered and you can feel like the world is yours and no one can take that away from you and i think that's why i was drawn to the bdsm because Mm -hmm. i was always told what to do from so many people and i said hey i now have control people can listen to me (laughs) hell yeah you know and i get paid for it so that was that was the blessing it was like i not only get paid to have fun i get paid Mm -hmm. to like really change people's mindsets and you know um I I discovered a whole different community and again I do want to talk about the dark side because that's not something that a lot of people do talk about yeah yeah so um during this journey um what were kind of the personal development things that you did did you go through therapy did you seek counseling um who who was kind of your role model or who did you look to um during this growth period 
This is such a good question that people don't really think about, you know, when it comes to like, well, technically, you know, dominatrix, tantra, it's all sex work. Um, people don't really talk about the mental health of sex work. You know, it's when I was in the industry, it was okay. It's about faster famine. It was about, um, you know, putting up ads. It was about finding the dungeon. It was about, you know, putting on the costume, but it was also like, be careful for police, make sure you don't find a crazy person that might kill you. And I've had multiple situations where, wow, I could almost get arrested one. The second thing is I might have someone who might threaten my life. Um, this is something I had a conversation with in this work. When you have a bad day, you have a really bad day. Yeah, It's not like, you know, if you have a nine to five job, you might have a really bad day. But in the in this industry, if you have one bad day, it's a really bad day. And it's not something that people speak about. While yes, I definitely feel like it's a beautiful art form, just like anything, but some people take advantage of it if you're not careful. So when you talk about the therapy, the mindset, what did I do? Um, it didn't happen overnight. I didn't go from, dominatrix you know feeling really depressed to all of a sudden self-pleasure shaman where I'm actually getting paid to do what I love I actually started off you know living in my car and yeah. you know working at a massage parlor and you know I didn't do anything except um just like listen to podcasts and I even when I was listening to podcasts it didn't quite hit me until I moved out from my home, from my roommate's home. And after that experience, um, I discovered meditation by accident. And I actually paid a lot of money for this meditation course. And I said, okay, after there's this, this lightness that came through, I actually remember there was a moment where I came from the gym because you met me when I was working out really hard, right? Yes. So, so I went through this obsession of working out super hard. I actually thought that personal development was about working out your body. I was like, oh yeah, this is personal growth. I'm working out, I'm meal prepping. That was a, a small piece of the pie. It was a small piece of development was really getting in your body. However, there was a moment after the gym, I got home and I started meditating and there was a memory of my stepfather. And it was almost like he was, his body was over me and he said, you are free. And it was almost like this voice of, I'm actually free. And I remember in that meditation, I just started crying, like profusely mm -hmm. crying. And I was in my home by myself. And I think it was like two months in that meditation where I said, I need to change. Something needs to completely change. And I started diving deep into like books podcasts um my my former roommate at the time he says erica i really believe in you i really believe that you're here to change the world and he actually paid for a, a leadership course and i had no idea what it was but right after that i said i have to do something where i get to liberate other women from their sexual trauma so ever since then i was you know, exploring everything from Tantra, meditation, you know, connecting with mentors. And you asked me about 
certain mentors. Well, actually, one of my mentors is a bondage practitioner, and she was someone definitely very much into BDSM. Um, and I don't want to like give too much away about who she is because she's like a very private person. But I've discovered a BDSM community where it had ethics, where we we kept each other safe, where we were like, hey, this is not about competition. This is about everyone feeling safe in the industry. And so I felt completely held in, you know, not only with a mentor, but a community. So for me, it was a combination of, you know, having a community, having a mentor and having a practice. So that's that's something that has completely supported me throughout the years mm-hmm. is having a sex positive community yeah having having mentors um and having a sexual practice that will make you feel more more confident in your body in your voice in your mind yeah so you eventually basically you know uh the high school our high school musical days you became a coach yourself you know you you um now you're kind of the the one mentoring a lot of people now, right? Yes, and even that is challenging <laughs> itself. So um, you speak about coaching. So yes. I technically, um, you introduced me as spiral practitioner mm-hmm. and this is not something that people hear about. It's not mm-hmm. Reiki. I'm not putting my hands over you or mm-hmm. chanting something. We might chant together. So the spiral is a journey of 22 of the heaviest emotions that people don't really look at and we start to really look at your your relationship to emotions and so every practitioner has a specialty i specialize in sexuality some people specialize in money but what we look at is the body it's brain to body healing and so yes there is a coaching element where we do ask you specific questions to look at your past to get you into the present moment and then also as a healer, I look at how is this showing up in your body? How is this showing up in your heart, the fire element? How is this showing up in your stomach, your eating habits, the earth element? How is this showing up in your sexuality? Like some people um, might feel really anxious when it comes to sexuality. And that's also something that relates to your the water element. So that's something that's completely different than what most people don't hear. Um, it's like some people want to go to Tony Robbins and then other people want to go to a guru at the top of the mountain. This is a fusion of both. And, and yeah, I I do want to speak more about the, the coaching piece because I recently, um, was the only woman co-facilitating with Destin Garrett, who, um, he's, his book is number one on Amazon. And I got an opportunity to work with, um, about eight men one-on-one and really guide them into the practices of sexuality which that was extremely enlightening yeah that's so awesome and so this is all what you do now right your life and business right now what does that look like today uh so in business is is this really about having really difficult conversations with Mm -hmm. people who Um, have uh, ignored, avoided, or are still dealing with disappointment, dissatisfaction around sexuality. And something that I do notice, you know, one of the things I do believe is true is how you do one thing is how you do everything. 
So if you're noticing that you're a business owner and you still think about, you know, your sex life, it's going to impact, it's going to create stress in your business. And maybe if you're feeling like not confident on your sexuality or your truth around sexuality, it's going to affect your, your process, your momentum, your focus. But if you feel like that you're sexually empowered and you don't have to worry about it, the world is yours. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, I love this whole journey and everything that you've done and, and you've become, you're just this beautiful, powerful, empowering woman now in your business. And I mean, I'm just so proud of you. We've, you've come a long way. We both have come such a long way. And it's just exciting to see us both, you know, doing what we love to do now. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so much fun. And, and being an entrepreneur yes. is it definitely gets you on the spiritual path like to get on the spiritual path is to be an entrepreneur and that sounds really um different than what mm -hmm. most people hear but i mean you to be spiritual is to connect with your with people to connect with your mm -hmm. emotions and to have a practice i believe that having a discipline definitely teaches you so much about life and you know really appreciating the moment yeah. and that is that is a, a tantric experience yeah. is to really like I wanted to like share this really quickly um a lot of people think that tantra is focused on sexuality or you know even the song sting or the artist sting people think oh you know when they think of tantra they think of you know sting having sex for eight or nine hours i mean part of part of tantra is like yeah i think it's great that you can have multiple orgasms but at the same time um one of my favorite definitions of tantra is expansion to liberate so you're expanding consciousness to let go of the past so wow. when you finally let go of the stories that are in the way then you get to expand you know your growth you get to be present you get to like really taste food you get to enjoy you know your business you get to enjoy every moment of every day even the crappy moments you get to have yeah. a tantric moment with even um you know the challenging moments and and tantra is a beautiful uh, lifestyle that most people don't think about yeah yeah, that's some powerful stuff. I'm just like going through this in my head. That's why I'm like, God, this is amazing. Um, I definitely want, should work with you more. I'm a Pisces, full blown emotions all day long. Oh, you know what? <laughs> and um, I don't know. I don't know if I can share this, but I remember we, uh, my partner and I had dinner with you and your partner. Yeah. I don't know if this is okay. And yeah. I just asked you a simple question. I'm like, do you guys eye gaze? <laughs> and you were like, uh, and, and he was open to it, but you're like, uh, no. <laughs> so I definitely, one thing that I would love to invite you and your view and your audience to do is to like, I gaze with your partner for I five to 10 this. minutes. Oh yeah. So this sure. is a Tantra quickie. The, the best Tantra quickie you can do is, you know, sit in front of your partner for mm -hmm. like, get a little timer for five to 10 minutes and allow yourself to feel like you might start laughing it's not a staring contest mm -hmm. it's like when you start to really grow intimacy you really connect with them beyond the awkwardness 
And when you finally like let go of that, you get to fully have a, an amazing experience. Like eye gazing is something that my partner and I always do. And I think that's why my sex life is so amazing. <laughs> it's lit. I'm, yeah. So, so again, like Tantra is free. It's not something that you need to go to a guru. The best thing to do is just like eye gaze with your partner, match your breath. So if you're, you start breathing, make sure he matches your breath. Or if you start breathing, you know, vice versa, just continue that practice. And if people want to go deeper, um, I'm happy to guide them. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. I love that we're ending this episode on this because I was going to say our next episode should be, what are some exercises to help all of those stuck at home right now that need some kind of like, you know, they need some eye gazing at home because they're, they're stuck with their spouse all day. Everyone's getting a little frustrated. You know, there's a lot of tension and stress and this is, this is so perfect. So maybe next episode, we'll talk about more of these kind of exercises and yeah. the relationship stuff would be so awesome. And we could talk about, you know, our relationships back then to now, all the dating stuff that we went through. <laughs> that oh, would be, that would be fun. That would be a good episode. The twilight, actually. the wine, the in and out. Oh my God. Oh man, that would be awesome. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm now having all these amazing memories. Oh man, thank you so much, Erica, for being with us today. And I know this is just the beginning because I'm like, I'm going to dedicate, you know, a huge part of the show to like talk about this because you and I practically grew up together and to just be these kind of women right now that are just, you know, doing these kind of things, being entrepreneurs and doing what we love. Like we're kind of just showing our audience, like you can absolutely do everything you want to in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible that, you know, the shy girl, the show choir girl, whatever, the introvert, you can, you know, have whatever lifestyle you want. You can, you know, live up to your dreams and you don't have to, you know, be by the book. You don't have to be everything your parents, you know, wish you were or that we were taught. <laughs> oh, no. You can, again, you can just move to the sound of your own beat. I love that. It, it takes, I mean, I know it sounds like very cliche and bumper sticker, <laughs> but um, it, it also starts with your voice. You know, when you have a breakthrough in your voice, um, everything starts changing. And it's even, even as right now in my current reality, Mm -hmm. I'm still always unpacking the layers of voice breakthroughs or, and again, we can dive more into that than, um, but again, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, um, we'll definitely talk with you again soon. I'm looking forward to having another episode and show with you. And yeah, we'll we'll connect again soon. <laughs> hey. All right. Thank you. Thank you.